Welcome to The Unicorn Entrepreneur, the podcast that teaches women entrepreneurs how to create a business that earns more money. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury-Brown, attorney, wife, French bulldog mom, beach bum, and owner of a multiple six-figure business. And I'm excited to teach you how to become a unicorn entrepreneur. This podcast is for you if you have a business or want to start a business and want to learn the tricks and tools to get your first client, your first six figures, and so much more than that. If you want more money and more satisfaction, you're in the right place. Pull up your seat. Let's go get them, unicorns. Hey guys, how are you? It's been such a long time. I miss all of my business besties and friends in my head. Oh my gosh. I ended up taking a hiatus uh, because I was protecting my peace and protecting my energy. I'm recording this second week of February and my intention, my plan was to take a one or two week break and then it expanded and it's so appropriate because today I'm starting our a series called Heavy is the Weight of the Crown on Leadership. So the next four episodes are going to be about various leadership qualities and how to cultivate yourself into being the leader, the boss, the unicorn that you are. And Sometimes when a lot of stuff is happening and you are, your tank is empty or you are getting close to empty, a boss move is to eliminate all of the non-essentials and protect your peace, fill your emotional, mental, spiritual, physical tank and press play when you are ready. (laughs) And that is exactly what has happened. Like, um, I'm sitting here right now in my a new house. My husband and I closed on this house February 1st, 2021. And that process was so stressful. All of the things happened. A lot of it was, I believe, racial redlining. And we'll, we'll address that in a whole nother, nother episode. And at the same time, I had to part ways with one of my paralegals. And it was during uh, one week before a huge three-day trial or two-day trial. And all the things just happened at once. (laughs) So as all the things were happening, I had to prioritize my physical health. So I continued to work out, eat right, sleep well. I had to jump in and do, I have two full-time paralegals, so one Uh, we parted ways and I had to jump in and do some paralegal work and we're busy at my law firm we are extremely busy we're hiring we're doing very well and when you hit a new level one way you know that you're in the new level is the fact that you are sort of busting at the seams and now you need you need new tricks your old tricks got you to the new level (laughs) Now you need new tricks. And I had to take some time, read some books, and really cultivate the tools, the emotional IQ, the things I need to be at the new level I am. You know, so I took a break and I'm coming back better. 
Um, and I'm so, 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 so happy to be back on the mic, back just, you know, doing what I love to do, which is to share. So for all of you who do not know, I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury Brown of FeliciaAllisonBunbury.com. So welcome to another episode of The Unicorn Entrepreneur. If you're new, welcome. We're a community of women entrepreneurs who rebel against the status quo, and we dare to create the businesses and lives of our dreams. We dare. I teach six tenants to help my unicorn friends reach their goals. You can find all that on the website. Now, today is the first episode in the series of Heavy is the Weight of the Crown, leadership, series on leadership, and this episode is about authenticity. Authenticity. I was having dinner with my mom, my sister, my little brother, and my husband probably a couple months ago, and this is around New Year's, and we all went, and I asked everyone, like, hey, what's your one word? What's your theme word for the year? And my word was simplicity, and my mom's was authenticity. She said this is the second year authenticity has been her word, and it's most likely going to be it next year. And it really just sort of struck a chord in me. It struck a chord in me because you cannot create anything. You cannot call your tribe. You cannot create the life, the marriage, the relationship with yourself, your puppy, your family that you want if you don't, first of all, know who you are, know what your values are, and you're not executing on them. Nothing else matters. And it's so funny, authenticity thing, I've grown into, it's such a beautiful thing and I keep on seeing it. And what does that look like? I can give very simple examples. Like for instance, you guys know I have a a brand new house that we are, you know, trying to get it all the way together. It's my first time, my husband and I, both our first time homeowners in this, this new construction. So we're waiting for it to be built and there's a lot of new, new. And my sister, who's like a triple OG, she's owned several homes. She owns a home and she's like the black Martha Stewart, her and my mother. And I don't really feel like I have that gene too much. It's okay. I have other things. (laughs) But she was telling me like, you were talking about blinds in the house because I have like these large picture windows and pocket doors. And, you know, I just love the sunlight. And my mom, no, my sister said to me, well, you need to go and you need to get the plantation shutters. First of all, I don't even like the, anything with the plantation word in it. <laughs> but, you know, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I saw my husband, we have to get the plantation shutters. Juan said, we have to have to get the plantation, 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 shutters, shutters, shutters. And I was just so sure I was going to like it. And we went to the blind store, the showroom, and I was shown the plantation shutters, and I didn't like it. And, you know, the salesperson was telling me why I should like it. My sister liked it, and I was like, I don't don't like it. I was being authentic. Why I use that as an example is if you don't know who you are, and if you're not clear on who you are, and if you're not even in touch with who you are, you will conform to what other people tell you you should like and what you should want to do. That is what you do when you are in default mode and you do not know 
you know, and this is so appropriate as far as being a business owner, because even if you're a solo practitioner or you're running a team, you need to know what kind of business you want to run, what kind of values your business has. You need to know and your system and everything about your business, the branding needs to honor and support what you say you're about. Another thing I want to tell you guys, this is just popping up in my head. I'm looking for a new business coach. First of all, every coach, anytime you get to a certain level, six figures, seven figures, eight, everybody I know who's at a high level has a coach, period. So I'm looking for a coach and I've been auditioning and, and so and I have coaches in different areas, but I'm looking for a coach in a specific area. And I spoke with a young lady who has this coach and his business is worth $30 million and it's, you know, it's all of that in a bag of chips and her business and she has implemented the things, the strategies this coach has stated she needs to do, the principles, the procedures. Her business went from like $500,000 to $2 million in revenue in, in one year. So I was like, I want to talk with this coach. I want to, cause that, you know, I'm liking these numbers. And I had a Zoom meeting with this coach and he was great and he's amazing and he's all the things. You know, he's the bag of chips and even more, supersize it. However, when he was telling me his philosophy about business and about wanting, you know, me scaling my business to having hundreds of employees or 50, 60 employees and all of that, and me supersizing, as he was saying, he was like, listen, this is my, you know, this is my blueprint. If you run with it, I'm going to tell you how to make this money. And you don't even have to, you know, he says he's basically just the CEO of the business runs without him. And I love that part of it. But as I sat there and spoke to, as he told me his philosophy and his vision for my business and his vision for his mentees or people he coaches, it didn't align with what I want for my business and what my vision and what my values are. And I struggled so much with this. I was like internally at war because I loved his results. And I loved the person who recommended me results. But his processes and his wanting this big supersized business didn't align with me. And I know myself enough to where I said, thanks, but no thanks. That's not the coach for me. That's not the vision for me. And the younger me that didn't know herself as much would have just went with it, conformed and been miserable. A lot of you are miserable because you, you're not sure, you're not authentic, you're not clear, and you're like a string blowing in the wind. You're conforming to the environment around you. And in order to be an amazing leader, a leader that commands, you have to be authentic. And that is what this episode is, is about. And I've come up with some things, five things that authentic leaders possess and do. I empower you to listen. I empower you to eat the fish and throw away the bones. And I empower you to be your authentic true self because this life is so short. 
This life is so short and there's only one used snowflake. There's only one. You might as well just go ahead and be you because everybody else is taken. If you know me, you know I'm obsessed with the tools and tricks to help unicorn entrepreneurs level up their businesses. Now to increase revenue, add more zeros to your bank account, it's necessary to create, nurture, and convert your tribe. I've used several email service providers and I've discovered that ConvertKit is the best by far. They're flexible, easy to use, and they have amazing customer service. That's not all. ConvertKit makes it super easy to give out opt-ins or lead magnets. You can also add multiple lead magnets and forms to the same list, which is awesome. ConvertKit also makes it super easy to automate emails to your tribe. Want to sign up and support this podcast? Great. Go to the show description and double click the relevant link. Now back to the show. So authenticity, the definition I'm working with is the alignment of your internal sense of self and your actions. I'm going to run that back. Authenticity is the alignment of your internal sense of self and your actions. Authenticity, authenticity or to be authentic, is when your core values matches your act, word, and deed. They just align. And some, I thought about this. Something so beautiful about that is that when you are who you say you are and people in your inner circle get to see behind the curtains and you are who you say you are, there's a trust that you cultivate with your team, team members and those around you that inspires respect, inspires creativity, and inspires loyalty. If you say, you know, at the Unicorn Entrepreneur, we're honest, and then on consultations, or I'm training my sales team to be dishonest, to be underhanded, to say one thing and do the other, I'm already showing in my action to my associate that I am a snake. And implicitly, whether that person realizes it or not, they don't respect me. They don't trust me. So if I say that I demand honesty, which I do in, in my personal relationships, in my business relationships, and it, dishonesty is not tolerated, if I say that and then the people closest to me see me being dishonest, I'm a liar and I'm a fraud. And there can't be trust, there can't be respect, there can't be loyalty, which is what people want from, their, from even their audience, even if you want to be some kind of influencer. So I just think this is, oh, I love this topic. I love this topic. I think it's so good. It, it may, it's not woo-woo. This is tangible and real. How many people have been on dating websites? <laughs> and... The person says they're this, they're six foot tall, they have a six pack, they make six figures, whatever. And then you meet the person at the Starbucks and they're five one, you know, 300 pounds and they are unemployed. 
I had to give you that analogy. So the first thing I want, want to show with you guys is in order to be authentic, you have to define your core values and they, it has to be reflected in your culture, the culture, the culture of your home, the culture of your business, the culture and quality of your friendships and relationships. You cannot say, I am a Christian, okay? I, I, there's a lot of people who uh, put the narrative out there or I'm a good girl, I'm squeaky clean, and then you're doing the busted challenge. And, uh, by the way, there's nothing wrong with doing the busted challenge if you wanna bust it. But if you are putting out there an image of I am homely, I am this, I am that, and then you're busting it wide open in the ground, your butt cheeks are hanging out, the messages are gonna be inconsistent. There's nothing wrong with having your butt cheeks out if you, that's what you wanna do. That's not what I wanna do. <laughs> my butt cheeks are for my husband, but you get the point. And sometimes you wanna make sure that culture, values, and things you're saying and doing and implemented are consistent. Period. A second thing, the second thing that I think is very important that authentic leaders do or authentic people is own your mistakes. Yes. So first of all, with customers, if you're a solopreneur with customers, so I believe it's better instead of BSing someone you made a mistake, you dropped the ball, you were supposed to do something, you missed an appointment. Instead of making up a lie, saying, listen, I'm so sorry, I overscheduled, your time and your money is so important to me, this is how I'm going to make you whole. Instead of coming up with some BS excuse or making the other person wrong, own it. I always love when for instance, if I'm at the, um, eating out, which I haven't done in a while, but if I'm eating out and a waiter or waitress, I used to be a waitress, by the way, Dave and Buster's, Red Lobster's, <laughs> in college, if they made a mistake and they entered the wrong food item and the waitress comes up and says, listen, I'm, I'm medium when I, I know you asked for medium well. I'm so sorry. This is going to be comped. I'm just, I'm always so chill about it versus I'm chill about it anyway, because I've, I've gotten to that level in life, but versus someone bringing food late, no explanation, it's wrong and making some, abdicating somebody else's fault. Or even if it's the kitchen saying, I'm so sorry, the kitchen's backed up. I'm so, I went to my manager, your meal is free, I, you know, owning it, having a human moment, being vulnerable. I think people appreciate that. And with your employees, I think, or team members, it's important. When you are a leader, sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable. Sometimes it's hard to own mistakes because we are the, we have it all together. We're the people who, who have the answers, who people come to for the advice. I always tell my team, I am an expert in certain things and I am not in a lot, most things. <laughs> So in other words, oh, I will say, because I value on my team when my team members take full responsibility for falling short and being human. And I also big them up and applaud them when they are crushing it. And 
it's never to make anyone feel any kind of way. So if I made a mistake, this happened last week, I'm supposed, I got double booked my, as far as the phone calls, because they kept kind of rolling longer, longer than they should have gone. And then it rolled into one another, the telephone conferences. So one person did not get called at the appropriate time. And when I spoke with the client, I didn't say, well, it was my team's fault because my team, you know, kind of double, triple booked me. No, no, no. I'm the leader. Heavy's win the crown. I am so sorry. My telephone conferences uh, ran into one another. I so appreciate your time. I, you're very important to me. It's just been a, a little bit, bit of a busy day. Please accept my apology. And is it okay that we continue, even though this is, wasn't the appointed time? People just oh, respect it. Or if I drop the ball and I'm supposed to do something, I say, listen, I'm sorry, I dropped the ball. That's it. And we move on. And then we talk about the solution. Versus there's some leaders, and I've been on teams, some not in the leadership position, where the leader refuses to take any kind of responsibility for anything that goes wrong. It's always someone else's fault. I always tell my team, I wear the wins and I wear the losses. Even if my team member has fallen short, I always said, I always put it back to me. I said, you know, I apologize. Perhaps I could have a system in place. Perhaps I can have made this clearer. What can I do to help you do your job better? Versus making it completely that. That just, it fosters a whole different kind of compassionate, loyal, respectful environment, which is very important. Another thing, third thing is you have to manage your mind and the quality of your thoughts. We're going to see this theme everywhere because I do not care what we're talking about. I'll say this. I spoke at the beginning of the podcast about being in in a new level, new level, new devil, right? And or new or new opportunity. Let's say that. And now that I'm in a new level, since I don't have the, the tricks, the schools, skills and tricks that got me here, I have to up level because I'm in a whole new level now. So those no longer are going to work on this new level. And what happens is that, yes, I have to be quite honest. Like when I'm like, oh, I have a mortgage now. I have all these other responsibilities. I have this, this and this. And or, you know sometimes insecurity comes up, uh, imposter syndrome comes up. Sometimes we're like, I don't know what the F I am doing, right? A feeling like, cause I'm on this new level, the last level I mastered, this new level, this new level of being a wife, this new level of being a homeowner, this new level of running a team, having team members that rely on me for the health insurance, rely on me to pay their mortgages and feed their families. This new level that I have never been on, sometimes you can start to doubt yourself and say, oh my gosh, when is everybody going to figure out, I don't know what I'm doing. First of all, that is, the reason I say that for, as far as the example I'm using is because it could be many things you need to manage your mind, but as you elevate, the number one thing is going to be 
how lonely it feels because that and and how insecure you can be uh, as a black woman and this is probably true for everybody but i think it's a little bit more true and a little bit more heightened for minorities when you don't have as many people in your circle or in your orbit who are running million million dollar businesses six-figure businesses and you don't necessarily have the blueprint for that and also if you don't have as many people in your circle doing that it becomes very lonely it becomes you feel you don't feel like you can talk about your wins when you if you have people around you who are struggling or people around you who are not in the position so i will say you have to manage your mind and your thoughts but you also have to put yourself around like-minded people who have similar so business owners people making six figures people making seven figures because those people have been where you are and they can give you the blueprint that is why i have a program that is why i have a facebook community that's why i have this podcast especially in the time of quarantine and covid where we can't necessarily go to conferences but we can come together and fix each other's crowns and give each other the blueprint so it's the top isn't as lonely and managing your mind your insecurities your doubts managing your mind also saying you are you are qualified you are great. let me tell you this it's racial so i'm gonna just I just kind of sort of put it out there because i don't want to offend anyone but in law school as well as in the firms that i have worked at there is nothing more cocky than a average white male who i will give you an example there was a person interning at a public defender's office that i was working at as an attorney and he was a white male and we all went and we watched a trial and the senior attorneys wanted feedback oh what you know should i do this what do you think theory of the case and i was being uh myself and other women in the room who are the actual attorneys not interns meaning you haven't taken the bar past the bar you're an intern we're just like kind of being like oh, yeah, i don't want to be too and this white male intern was like you need to do this you need to do this he owned the room whether he knew what he was talking about which he kind of didn't <laughs> For the most part, he didn't know what he was talking about. He had the swagger and the confidence. And I think that goes a long way. Sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. Anytime something is new, there's going to be, it's going to be unfamiliar and there's going to be a level of fear. But don't discredit yourself. Qualify yourself and understand there's people far less, far less qualified than you. Just because of their confidence and their swagger, they are outperforming you and they're out earning you. I said it. I said it. Another thing is have compassion. This is the number four. Have compassion and have clear boundaries. Have compassion, yet have clear boundaries. I'll say that one more time. Have compassion yet have clear boundaries so as a leader you have to really find the balance you know as far as the two of those things you have to care about your employees your team members you have to care about you know the fact that someone's dog ran away someone had an unexpected death you have to care about the person 
However, especially as women, you don't want to be overly compassionate to the detriment of your business. The point and goal of a business is to earn money. <laughs> it's not a charity situation. So a lot of people, this goes to, this goes not only to team members, it goes also to customers when you're slashing your fees. I raised my fees. Okay. I just said, boop, I raised them. I'm worth it. And when I speak to potential clients, I just let them know I am expensive. You don't walk into Gucci, okay, asking for some, you know, $200 bag and a discount. You already know when you're in Gucci, when you're in certain high-end stores, that you have to come, you know, with the right, with the right money because it's quality. And I'm quality and therefore I'm expensive. But here's the other, here's the other side of that. You have to, in fact, be quality. <laughs> you have to be quality. You have to give your, you have to give your customers more value than the money that they're paying you. So if they're paying you $3,000, you need to give them $10,000 worth of value. So, so you can't, you know, take people's money and not give them the value. The boundaries part of it is have compassion for people, care for people as a whole, be there for people, pray for people, but honor your, your goal, what the, what the goal of the business is. And sometimes that looks like firing people. Sometimes that looks like hiring different people. Sometimes that looks like taking a vacation. And the boundary is this. When you set certain things like there's no tolerance in my company for no calling and no showing. Or there's no tolerance in my company for disparaging comments about other people. There's no tolerance in my company for any kind of negativity, to be quite honest. That is a firm rule. And it extends to the customer. So I've had potential customers who were kind of being testy or nasty or whatever to team members, my admin and my customer service team. And without question, they got... I, I fired them and refunded their money. We don't tolerate that from the clients. We don't tolerate that from each other. That is a firm boundary. There is no exception to that rule. And there are certain rules and certain systems and certain procedures that I have in place that it's made very clear that if it's not followed, you would either get written up or you get let go. On the flip side, the compassion side is if my team members tell me I need to take a mental health day or I need to do this during lunch, depending on what's going on, I'm very flexible. I'm compassionate. I understand. So you have to understand. I, I heard this in, I believe it was a speech. Pretty much you have your core value. That's like a seed. Like it's, it's like the core of the earth. It's, mm, it's, you can't penetrate it. It is solid. These are, um, you know, my husband and I have values. We're going to be faithful to each other. We're going to be honest to each other. We're going to have fun in our marriage. We're going to, we have certain values. And these are values that are going to go hopefully to the day one of us goes to be with the Lord. There's other things that are more, you can be more flexible. They're not values, perhaps. They're probably more on the surface. So if we use the core of the earth, they're more like the ocean or essentially things that I believed at 23, I don't believe now necessary like certain things maybe certain political views or certain thoughts about food certain thoughts about relationships but my core christian felicia allison bunbury brown values are unshaken like the core of the earth so those things should be clear the core values that are like 
listen, that we're going to make money, that we're going to, you know, X amount of money because we have that goal, that we are going to provide exceptional customer service, that we are going to be honest, that we are going to X, Y, Z. Those are core values that are going to stay forever. Now, we may pivot or change as far as the clients, the offers, and the colors, the branding colors, and things of that nature. Those are things that are more surface level. So you need to identify those things. So what can you have compassion about? And what do you have very firm boundaries? Both can exist. And it's very, you can be compassionate, but you have to, most important, be compassionate to yourself and your bottom line, why you have a business. This is the, the last one is a big one. I love it. This is number five. Keep your promises, especially when under pressure. Keep your promises. So if, you're, if you say to your employees or your team members that there's going to be a quarterly bonus, make sure there's a quarterly bonus. If you say that there's going to be a, a retreat, make sure that there's a retreat. If you say you're going to pay for a phone bill as part of your benefit package, pay for the phone bill. Same thing is with clients. If you say you're going to call at a particular time, make sure you call at a particular time. If you say you're going to charge someone a discount, make sure you apply that discount. When you keep your promises, you foster a trust and loyalty that will, first of all, build you quality relationships while making you a lot of money, a lot of bank, you know? And that's it. That's the point of it all. So I am so glad to have recorded this episode. I'm back. I'm back every week now. Thank you for being patient with me. And until we meet next time, unicorns, Let's go get them. Want to be a part of a community of amazing women unicorns crushing it in life and business? Then head over to our private Facebook community, The Unicorn Entrepreneur. It's free and fabulous. The benefits are plentiful. Community of forward-thinking women, access to me. And if you're enjoying the conversations we're having here on the podcast, We continue some of those conversations and we deep dive. We look forward to serving you. Let's go get them, unicorns.